We're all going to awkwardly stare at Jenny, who's in the middle of something very intense. I'm really not. We're just, I'm good. No, I was just, just waiting. checking my texts and okay. such. Okay. Welcome. We're yeah. rolling. Welcome oh, to the hey, Morning After Podcast. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Yeah. We are uh, doing something a little different today. We thought, you know, we're, we're always the interviewers. And so we thought it might be fun to be the interviewee all the while helping all our- All the what? All the while helping our interns to learn some important- Interviewing skills, skills, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're here with our summer interns. Which, by the way, is now that we're on the podcast, I think it's time to reveal your little group text that you have going. Uh, it's the Radio Bitches text group. <laughs> you can and, laugh. It's okay. It's funny. Guys. And we also invited you to be a part of it, but you did not want to be oh, in it. No, is in it's, it. It's all. Oh, I know. And again, it is all women. And I just have a feeling that that is the most. To me, that would be the most uninteresting conversations ever. But You're I'd be, but I'd be happy for you guys. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm sure whatever you talk about is great for you. Mm-hmm. But I want nothing, nothing to do, to do with, it. with it. I have to tell you though, you girls, like really, this is the coolest group of interns that I can maybe ever recall in my radio career. Truly, you guys are very, very sweet and excited about being a part of everything and like coming up with ideas for the station as a whole. I mean, mm-hmm. do, really, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Now, Jenny, what, what, do you say to, what do you say to anybody who might be listening to this episode who is a former intern who you may have just insulted? What do you say to that former intern? Look, I love everybody. I have no qualms with anybody in particular. But I just, um, I just, you know, I just gel with these ladies. I like them. I want you to know that you are forgiven by everybody because you just did an excellent use of the word qualms. Mm. And we're like a minute into this thing. I'm trying my hardest. All right. So you all have questions prepared. So just, I'd say, so, and I'm, because we're janky, we, you, you guys have to share a microphone. I'm sorry about that. So just whoever's going first, please introduce yourself and ask your question. Okay. How about, wait, like we do with when people call our show, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Life goals? Favorite snack? You know, something like that. And grab the microphone, pull yeah. it towards you so we can. You can go. <laughs> See the kindness amongst right. these That's ladies. The yeah, I know. Oh, whatever doesn't have to be that. Just our favorite road snack. snack. Like when yeah, you're on a road, road trip. trip. That's it. There That's you go. It. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay so, so what's your name? My name is Brianna Reeve. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Not Kansas. Missouri. Is that important to you? Do you hate Kansas? No, I just like whenever like people come to town and stuff. Like they're at Arrowhead. They always say like. Hey, like Kansas City, Kansas. It's like you're in Kansas City, Missouri. It's right. so funny to me when artists at a show will be like, what's up, Kansas? And yeah. I'm just like, it would never occur to me to say that unless <laughs> yeah. I was in Topeka. They need to be, and, and that's on their like record people. They need to be educated. Like, hey, just so you know, you're in Missouri. Your best bet is to just say Kansas City. But I'm saying being an East Coaster, yeah. not from here, moving here, or even hearing about Kansas City as an East Coaster, like right. Missouri. I don't know. Nothing wrong. No, no. I have no Nothing qualms yeah. with Kansas, you know? <laughs> Just in Missouri. But All right, so Brianna, you hate Kansas. Okay, what else? No. Well, I am a Mizzou fan, so. But well, welcome so, to the program. So are we. Yeah. So what? Met my wife in Columbia. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. So I actually do radio back in my college uh, at Northwest Missouri, Northwest Missouri State, and I do a lot of stuff for there. Kind of like stuff that we do here, like the social media kind of stuff, and like interviewing people around, and that's mainly what I do. Is just all radio. Okay. I love it. Basically, my whole life right now. And what's your road trip snack? My road trip snack. Um, I like the Twizzlers, but I, I like the ones that you like peel, like um, mm-hmm. those ones. I don't know why. I don't. I can eat the original ones, but like those ones are my favorite. I don't know. I like it. Mm. It feels like I have, like have more Twizzlers when I do that. Mm-hmm. 
Good for you. All right, let's go. Question time. All Ooh, right. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to be so, interviewed. Oh, I'm terrified, actually. We're going to kind of go easy on you guys for the first couple of ones. The first one is, how long have you been in radio, and how long have you been at Q104? Okay, you go first. Okay. Uh, I have been at Q104 for seven years, since 2016. I remember getting hired on on a Monday, and that Thursday was the first hot country night of that season. Montgomery Gentry mm. was there at the Power and Light District, which is crazy since Gentry is no longer here, thanks to that crazy helicopter crash. Uh, so, <clears throat> it's been seven years. Which so When I got here, I was with a bunch of people who had all been here for well over 20 years. But my how times change, I am now the longest tenured Q104 employee currently. Look at you using the word tenured, and I use the word qualm. I don't know if you ladies <laughs> recognize you know, the genius Yeah, our vocabulary is extensive. <laughs> There's a lot of... Oh, sorry. So seven years at Q104, 17 years in the biz. Okay, I have been in radio for... I have to do math here, and I had to write it down, because I'm very terrible at that. So 26 years in radio, and... Crazy, because you're 26 years old. Isn't that wild? Wow. Since birth. And then four (laughs) four years at Q104. This this November will be my fourth year, Mm -hmm. which is wild, because it just feels like yesterday. It does. We've just... But we gelled right away. Um, and then, but I was on Mix 93.3, which is another uh, radio station in our cluster for, I think it was 16 years, something like that. So I'm in Kansas City a long time. Yeah. Okay. Next. Do we want to start Introductions, with the intro? yes, please. What's your name? Where are you from? Okay, I'm Caitlin. I'm from Topeka, Kansas. Um, I'm proud of it. Do you hate Kansas? <laughs> Um, no. Oh, she hesitated. She's from Topeka like, hesitated. Not my fave state, but it's not the worst. What's your favorite state? Um, not Kansas. Not Kansas. Mm. What's your favorite state, though? Um, no judgment here. It is what it is. I don't really know. I like the East Coast a lot. Yes. And so, uh, somewhere with lots of trees. Yeah. Are you a jerk like everybody from the East Coast? Um, I don't self-identify as a jerk. Got it. You're not a jerk. You're very sweet. (laughs) Thank you. You also make me want to cut my hair. She has this cute little short chin-length bob. Mm. It took me a long time. You just got your new extensions. I know. This is even my hair anyway. But I really do. You have a very cute haircut. You can do it. Like in winter, Mm. cute with a little beanie. There you go. Mm. Giving you ideas. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, carry on. Um, I go to school at Wishaw State. I am studying business marketing. I love to go hammocking and just kind of like the outdoors. I find myself at the lake would be a good time. Did you say you like to go hammocking? Yeah. What does that even mean? Just like a lot of people have hammock stands. And so like I, I've learned that a lot of people don't understand what hammocking is. Someone mm-hmm. I talked to someone about it. They thought it was a sport like skiing or something. No, and I, I was like, you take a hammock and you yeah. plop it up somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just lay there and meditate. Yeah. And read a book or I like want, I want a listen to <laughs> some music. I Buy one on Amazon. It's a good time. I love the idea of hammocking. I don't love the idea of like hiking somewhere to oh. get to the hammocking. Well, it's not super remote. It's not like I'm like hiking oh. three hours. Can I just hammock hours? in my backyard? Like I could walk yeah. to the backyard and hammock. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, there's like, or like good parks. There's just a decent amount of What's places. What's the weirdest place you've ever hammocked? Um, <laughs> sounds so dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. There. So in Wichita, I learned that they don't have trees placed like appropriately they're like way too far apart and so i had a lot of odd diys trying to like use my car as like one side as like a tree Mm -hmm. and then like an actual tree on the other side so i wouldn't say like weird places but like weird setups to kind of like 
get the thing there. But it's fascinating, by the way. <laughs> but no, you can like get one on Amazon. They had them at Aldi a couple years ago. This is gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna hammock across, across Missouri. No, you're not. You're not gonna leave your house. You're not okay, gonna leave I'm gonna your house. I'm gonna hammock across my neighborhood. You're gonna you're gonna hammock in your neighborhood and at 30A in Florida. Those are the only two that's, places you're gonna that's hammock. That's it for me. There you go. All right. Well, okay. What's your question? Um, my question, kind of going off of Brianna's here, is that as a kid, did you always want to go into radio, or what was that kind of dream job as a kid? I'll start that first because I have told this story before. Um, now, you guys are much younger than me, but have you heard of Casey Kasem? Have you heard of him? They're looking at me like they have never. Oh, it hurts my soul so no. deeply. Okay. No, 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 no. That's it's okay. okay. It's okay. So, so Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. hosts the American <laughs> Top 40 Countdown on yeah. pop stations across the nation. That show, before Ryan, was hosted by Casey Kasem for almost 40 years. So he's just an old school radio DJ. I will say, though, getting into radio, if you really are interested in this as a career, just do a little research. Go f- Just listen to a little Casey Kasem. To me, he's an absolute legend. Yeah. Um, and his voice just made me so happy growing up. He d- I would listen faithfully every weekend to the Top 40 Countdown. And you know he did things like the long-distance dedication. It's all very cheesy. It's total, like cheesy, cliche radio, all of it. I'm Casey Kasem. But it's incredible, and I loved him, and that truly, I wanted to be a DJ as a kid, and I had a record player in my room, because I'm old and I had records, and I would do (laughs) uh, a countdown of my very own. I would write down all the songs, and I would talk, I would like talk over the intros. I mean, I really had this thing down. I had a microphone that connected to the stereo that would, you could turn on some AM station, and you could hear yourself, like, actually through the radio. What a nerd. But yeah, so I definitely... Always thought about. I think you and I had the same like childhood. Did we really? Kind of what I did. Oh my gosh! Really? Okay. Think new best friend. (laughs) You literally had a new best friend two hours ago. Your poor poor listener. And like eight o'clock this morning, made a new best friend on the air, and now we're recording this podcast a little after ten. And and that poor listener only got to be your best friend for two hours. Be honest though, we we connected immediately. I really we started chatting at Hot Country Nights and just hit it off. And now I know why because we it runs deep. That's how the group chat started. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, I actually want to be on Sports <laughs> Center. I, like, I, mm. I kind of wanted to. I just. I grew up watching Sports Center in the morning before I went to school, and in the summertime I watched. It was. It was on. It was on ESPN. They would just replay it every hour from like six a.m. till noon, and I'd watch it at least three times just because there was nothing else on. <laughs> but I. Uh, but yeah, and then so I went to a radio school in St. Louis, but they really focused on radio, and I didn't. I was like, I was like, oh, well, I'll branch off to TV from this. But then I discovered, you know, you didn't have to shave, you didn't have to wear suits, <laughs> yes. you had to play music. Actually, I didn't like country until I started radio. I didn't like country music at all. I thought it was, like, well, it's hillbillies and trucks, and I was like, that's actually pretty cool. But uh, once I started radio, I got into it, and. Uh, just kind of snowball from there, but yeah, I, I started as with a with a goal of being on ESPN, being on Sports Center, and then it morphed into into this, into getting my first job across the street from a cow field in Lebanon, Missouri, home mm. of the famous Walnut Bulls, exit one twenty seven on five forty four. Let's go. <laughs> Throwing it back at you guys for a second. You know, you're doing this radio internship, but is TV something you'd be interested in at all, or is it just radio for you guys? Because for me, it's radio. It's never been TV. I started off thinking TV and like being in the, I was really into journalism in high school. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started off my time in college thinking about more journalism and like going on the TV side, but kind of gotten away from that kind of realized I like music and sports and kind of events and things like that a whole lot more than like 
the daily news. <laughs> well, I think also one thing that um, I'm I'm very silly by nature, as are you, and the fact that we can talk about complete nonsense on this radio show. And can you imagine if we had to do hard hitting news? We would start laughing so hard it would be awful. I feel terrible. I always find myself feeling bad for our local anchors. Just move the microphone. It's fine. Like it's it is. We're gonna have it some things. Yeah. We're, they, our poor interns all have to share one microphone because we're cheap. So you're gonna occasionally hear like this squeak, and that's just <laughs> them moving the microphone. Just in it. Just know that it's there. Sorry in advance about it. It yeah. is what it is. Um, forgot what we were talking well, about. Well, that you wanted to or feel sorry for our news anchors, and I think I know where you're going with that yeah, because of the scrutiny. Yeah, well, well, just the fact that they have to read crap news every day, and then we get to we get to come on every day. All we do is talk about our life. I talk about my daughter every day. I talk about my daughter says every, apparently my daughter says dad, dad all the time at daycare. I've never heard her say it. <laughs> She like says it's only at daycare. At daycare, she's running around like, dad, 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 dad. But you know what I want to believe? That that's because she's missing you while she's at daycare. And so it's dada at daycare because she's like, when's he coming to get me? And I love that thought. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear it, damn I know it. you do. You will. Okay. When you were saying about the like TV stuff, I actually did oh, yeah. TV um, in high school. I was a mm-hmm. sports anchor. And I was the only female that would actually do it and everything. And like it was weird because like people would know me as they're like, oh, you're the sports girl and everything. So that's what I really wanted that's to impressive. do. I want to do like ESPN and all that. And then I've always liked radio and music. So I was like torn between. And then now in like college, I have my own like, I call it rumor has it. So I talk about all the gossip, like <gasps> celebrity oh, gossip and everything. It. So yeah. So yeah. I do like a little bit of that. And like, I want to know a little bit of both so then I can do like some like TV, but mm-hmm. like mainly mm-hmm. stick to radio. But yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I just, oh, the thought of TV, though, you have to get up and get showered and do your hair every day and put on makeup, and that just sounds exhausting, but I bless jeal- those who do. You know, I am jealous of our, our girl, Lydia. Lydia, it is afternoons on Q104. She uh, she gets to do a weekly segment with Fox 4, and it's yeah. like middle of the day. She's and I'm like, girl. I'm like, I want to do a segment with Fox 4. <laughs> like, do you think they'll ever invite us on there, or do you think they listen to the I, show and said- to do it. <laughs> Like, do you think they listen? I'll be lis- napping at noon. Well, like, what do you, what do you think? So, you think they listened to us and went, "Ooh, let's get Lydia instead"? Because I wouldn't blame them if that was. I the wouldn't case. blame them either. Plus, have you seen Lydia? I mean, beautiful, really classy. Mm-hmm. And we walk in there like, "Hey, <laughs> how y'all doing?" You're like, you're like, my son farted on the table the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's starting to make sense. I understand why we weren't asked to right. do that. TV, we forgive you for not wanting us on. Uh, all right, so our third intern was a little late, but has walked into the room. And better Welcome. late than never. Yeah. Also a she sweetheart. Claims, you didn't get to hear me tell him. I was telling everyone how much I adore you. Claims all you traffic issues and life, you know, adult lesson. Now, guess what? You need to plan for that and be here on time. Yeah, no, it's I'm just okay. Kidding. We forgive. All right, Seba, this is this is the other Caitlin. This is Caitlin G. I don't know. Just say hi. Here's the most. Yeah, we're doing like a little like getting to know you thing. So just uh, where are you from? Favorite snack? Uh, what do you do? So I'm Caitlin. I'm from Kansas City. And Which I Kansas City? Now that we're on the Missouri-Kansas thing. Kansas City, Missouri. All right. Yeah! Okay. M-I-Z! Hey, also, do you hate Kansas? <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about the state of Kansas? This is the thing. No opinion. Indifferent? Okay, cool. Sorry, Kansas. Apparently a lot of people do not care about you. <laughs> and I go to Missouri State. Nice. Okay. And what's your favorite road trip snack? Uh, Anything chocolate. Okay. God, do you have a question for us on this very special episode? Actually, of no, this is a podcast. We do what we want. Caitlin, I feel awful. You're literally sitting on the floor. So I'm going to give you this chair that I'm sitting in, and you're just going to sit in that chair instead, and I'll stand because this is – I feel rude that she's, like, literally yeah. on the floor near a microphone. It's just – we have what this a kind of kumbaya though. circle right now of, of – We really do. Of our, 
It, it is the is worst chair in the world. very squeaky chair. We're lucky to have that chair, though, and if it breaks, we'll probably never get another and, one. And you so. have to try to roll it as close to the microphone as possible because right. there's only so much movement we can do here. I, I wish we could just take that thing out, but we can't. All right. God dang it. All right. Oh, you're going to have to get way closer than that. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Is it like right in front of us? Like a it's triangle? A, yeah. <laughs> so my question is, what is the career goal you have yet to accomplish? Oh, oh we're going to accomplish it in November. I hope we do. I'm proud of what we submitted. And I'm proud of what we have accomplished because we have all, we're just answering this one together. Like yeah. I think we uh, we have always thought that we were worthy. We feel like we're, we're very confident in this show. And yes, I do have an arrogant side to me, but there is also just a side of like confidence and belief in what we're doing. I think our show is unique, and I think our show is award worthy. Thank you to the Missouri Broadcasters Association who who hooked us up with this. Uh, best morning show in the state of Missouri award, and we have recently submitted for a CMA for pretty much tops in the nation, and I think we can win it. I hope so. You know, here's what I'll say about it. Even if we don't win, you have to submit a little package of some of the audio clips from your show, things like that. You have to submit all of this written stuff to show what you're doing in the community, things like that. And I will say this about that. having when you Sometimes when you put, kind of like a resume, you know, when you put everything on paper, you're looking at it, it's like, wow, I'm really proud of what we do every day um, and the work we do for Kansas City. And so even if we don't win, I can honestly tell you we gave it our best and we definitely are proud of where we are. But we'll send so, you pictures from Nashville in November. Well, well hey, it'd be, it'd be super cool to win. I mean, who even knows? But like I said, I'm proud of what we do and can I be how honest? Far we've come. I feel like we've put together a package that is good enough to be nominated. I don't know if we'll win. I have no idea. I, I really we'll, don't know. I think know. we'll get nominated. I don't know. No idea. We'll find out. You just got to have like the confidence this. Well, like Man- I said, manifest it. Yeah, Be like yeah. Oh, we're going like to win. Like I'm proud of it. Like I'm, I'm proud of this show, and I'm but proud say, of what we submitted. But say whether we win or not, I'm proud, and I yeah. can honestly tell you that we've given this 100. percent Right. That's all I can tell you. All right. So I this is kind of like a personal question because I remember when you guys posted about this. So back in November of 2019, you guys celebrated your first week of hosting the morning drive together by going to see the billboard you guys got in Kansas City. I forgot about that. <laughs> Now, my question is, I remember this video, but my question is, can you walk us through what it was like for both of you to go up to see that together? Like, what emotions, like, what was going through you guys' head at that time? I'll start, and I can just tell you extreme gratitude, because I was on Mix 93, like we talked about, and I was doing my thing, hosting a midday show, which, you know, which, for whatever anybody knows about radio, it's really just talking over song intros and just, you know, maybe a little 15-second blurbs, not not a chance to really show your whole personality, and I felt so stifled because I felt like I had so much more to say and nowhere to say it. So I started a podcast of my own, which I don't do anymore because I just don't have the time to do it, but that was a good outlet for me to get some of that stuff out. Anyway, fast forward, I get the job over here, we start doing this morning show together and I'm like oh my god this is it like this is where I can just say it all you know the good the bad the ugly all the things and so to see that and just to know that we were doing this show together and really it's a dream come true for me that um it, it was just a lot of gratitude, just seeing it was a lot of gratitude. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I'd like to thank the uh, decision makers of Mix 93.3 for making the terrible decision to let Jenny, <laughs> terrible for them, great for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, they let Jenny come over here, that's crazy, because we had to get the blessing. Oh, no, we did, and, but even country music, like this just feels like where I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be. I can't even explain it. Just feels like home. I uh, and, and so and, and to answer your question, how did you feel? Um, I 
you know, I guess because this is the guy in me, but I kind of had like a hell yeah moment. Like I really did. I was like, <laughs> it was cool. I was grateful to our company too because you know they bought that billboard and like they were. I was like, okay, you're showing a little belief in us mm-hmm. because they paid to promote us publicly, which like I've never had. But I've never had a company like this been willing to put money behind a billboard before. And I was like, cool, okay, so they yeah. believe in us. Like, let's go. Now, the story you don't know behind the scenes of that video is that in order to get to where that billboard was, <laughs> and by the way, it's I-35 and it was like across the street from the North Kansas City Hospital, but the closest building to it is a is the American Inn Motel on I-35. I'm pretty sure it rents by the hour. If you know I, re- I remember you saying like there's broken glass and then yeah. you said something about like there was like hopefully dog poop. Oh, don't, we don't know. Could have been human poop. Know. We don't know. But, but just know that we were already our, our uh, you know, you and I on, <laughs> as friends clicked immediately and we thought the same jokes were funny and so and we usually think the same thing. So when both of our heads were thinking, well, here we are a week into our new show, and here come the affair rumors because here we are driving off to a motel. <laughs> driving off to an hourly motel in my car. To, in my jazzy little sports car. To, just, just for an hour, you know, to get some pictures. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot that part. That there was so funny. Yeah, yeah, you want to take a road trip to the motel up the street, Jenny? Yeah, sure let's go. Well, here we go. Yeah, that's I can only imagine. Mm. The fact that our spouses, like, so wholeheartedly support all of this and just are in for all of this. Oh, just we've traveled wild. together. You and I on our own have flown to Nashville. We've flown to Vegas. We I mean, got it's... stuck in Vegas and we ended up having to fly to Dallas to get out of Vegas and we stayed at my brother-in-law's house together. We had a, yeah, we had one of the episodes of our podcast was called 10 Hours in Texas, which sounded like, terrible. yeah, it sounds like softcore porn, right? But it's not. It's not. It was just, a, and I had to sleep in a 16-year-old girl's bed. You I mean, did. it was a whole thing. Yeah, man. it was uh, another yeah, time. We've been through a lot. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Okay, to keep it more lighthearted still, okay. Mike, what is something that Ginny does not know about you? Oh my gosh, good luck. Dig deep. <laughs> Am I going to have to answer that too? Because I'm going to have to start thinking about it. Start thinking. <laughs> Dang. I When I tell you, we... Your face right now is like... Well, you have, have to understand, we spend 20 hours a week in a 10 by 8 foot room together. So It's a great question, yeah. but I don't know if there's an answer. Like, okay, look, you asked for it. Jenny does not know that there is a, there's a mole on a certain part of my body. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, that's true. I don't know. I do have a freckle on my butt cheek, Jenny. You don't know that. I yeah, mean, great. Surprisingly, you don't, you know, because like, I look, I'm not above mooning yet. It's probably not going to happen, but I also would like... Moon Jenny, I'm like, okay, like I would have no problem. I know, like, I which just, is why it's I'd like I don't know what's there, but I could know it's there. I mean, <laughs> right. Anyway, like other than that, other than like, I that's that's all I got. I am so serious. I feel like I have shared every morsel of my life with you. <laughs> um, I think that's a good thing too, because since you guys right. work together, I'll get closer oh, to them. Yeah, no, all good. Bad, I no, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, and just behind like, show, we do. We just we talk about every. I mean, right. literally everything under the sun. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't so, think of anything. Yeah, just and I don't know if that's the answer you wanted or not, but that's that's the truth. But that let's let's truth. keep that in the back of our head, and okay. maybe as we're telling other stories, it will um like an idea. Oh, here's something you don't know about. It might yeah, fester. it might something could come up. Let's hold that. Yeah. Okay. What is the singer you want to meet but have yet to meet? 
What's a what? A singer. A singer. Ta- uh, for me, it's Taylor. I, everyone in this building, everyone has met Taylor Swift except me. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And now that she, and like when she comes to town, all my all my social media is like, oh, I, I, oh, this was me and Taylor ten years ago, fifteen years ago. But then I was in a real small market at the time. We, I had no, there was no way I was never going to meet Taylor. And like everyone in this building has met Taylor except for me. And I'm like. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor would be it for me. And honestly, just for the picture. I don't even totally. want to talk to her. Oh, Dad. <laughs> and well, don't, not... wor- don't worry, because I've met her a couple times, but it's the picture. It's quick. It, hey, how are you? Quick, click. That's See it. Ya. That's the end. Bye. I mean, there's no lengthy conversation. Yeah, other than uh, Taylor is the first one that comes to my head. Other than that, like in country, I've met everyone I, I'd care to meet. Um, I think I'm missing one, though. There's somebody in country that I haven't met yet. You know who I'd love to meet? Just because I bet you the conversation is hilarious. Kid Rock. Oh, I bet that'd be a great conversation. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it'd be, I don't know. I just bet the conversation would be hilarious and I'd never forget it. Yeah. Um, are, for me, I would say Faith Hill. I've always liked her. I've always wanted to meet her. She's, I honestly think that she's somebody that I would sit and I could even have lunch with because I feel like as moms and just oh, yeah. as, I don't know how she's older than me, but I just feel like you would connect. connect. I do. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that way. So Faith Hill for me. Nice. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, I personally am a firm believer that everyone can categorize themselves as either Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus. So which one do you guys Taylor categorize yourself as? Taylor, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand Miley Cyrus. I think <laughs> I am too old for her. I think mm-hmm. I, I missed that. Let's say this about Miley Cyrus. Party in the USA is one of the greatest songs ever created in the history of the universe ever. Mm-hmm. Like that song, if you, I can, you can loathe Miley Cyrus, but you have to give credit for that. So that song is a banger. Totally. That being said, unpopular opinion I have about Miley Cyrus because we pay attention to all store, all types of music, not just country. I think Flowers is catchy, but I think the lyrics are silly. Like, mm. I could buy myself flowers. I could hold my own hand on the beach. Well, yeah, you could, but wouldn't you rather have somebody else do it? Like, you know, <laughs> I have the like, exact like, same thought I process. Admire, I admire, because the message there is, you know, you can be independent and you are like... And oh, you oh, can. Of course. Yeah. But to say I can hold my own, I can dance by myself, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you could, but... A lot nicer you, to do it with somebody you else. You kind of look like an idiot, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I love oh. the messaging behind the song. I just think... The way it's written is is silly. Just my opinion. I'm sorry if I offend any flowers. I had a chance to go back and interview her when she did her. It was kind of when she started her uh, getting away from the Hannah Montana days and then becoming Miley Cyrus. And honestly, she was a great interview. And she was very sweet and very fun to talk to. But I felt disconnected from her then. I don't know. I just Again, I think because she was the Hannah Montana. I'm a little bit older. So I think Mm -hmm. I just missed the boat with her. But... uh, but definitely Taylor. Like, if I were to interview her with you, I'd be fangirling because I was a huge Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus fan. Like, I had like the wig and like the oh, costume. I believe it. Oh yeah. Well, like when you, you had asked us that, yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah. But yeah, but you, that's, I think that's, that's a, I think that's a Hannah Montana reference. Yeah, what they no, just I did that. <laughs> took me the a minute. Best of both worlds because I have an almost thirteen-year-old, so she actually was into Hannah Montana for a chunk oh, yeah. of time. Oh yeah, I had a Hannah Montana like themed birthday. Good for like you. everything and like what was funny was for my 21st birthday so it was during covid and you know i couldn't go out that anywhere sucks. yeah that no. totally yeah, sucks. No. yeah no. so uh my grandma was actually today's her birthday 
But uh, her and I were going to go to Vegas together, and then COVID happened. And so, yeah, you know. So my 21st birthday, she dug up all my old Hannah Montana stuff, like the paper plates and the napkins and cups, and brought them out. And people were taking them. I, like, went back and, like, grabbed them for my aunt. I was like, no, I'm going to keep these. Like, keep them for, like, my 25th or, like, that whatever. Yeah, yeah. Washing paper yeah. plates. Yeah. <laughs> I should be like, no, sorry. But, yeah, That's no. really sweet. But, yeah, no, I, I was, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. It's all but, generational, I think. Right? Yeah. So when you said you were interviewing people, out of all the interviews you have done in your career, what was the one that made you the most nervous slash fangirl? Okay, I can go first on this one. Yeah. Um, we talked earlier, I got hired in 2016 here. Uh, I started as the afternoon host. 2017, they, they switched me to mornings. I'm doing the morning show. And I am a week into the morning show and all of a sudden the hotline rings. The, the hotline, okay, so like we have our request line, 816-600-7104, anyone can call that. We also have a number that we do not share publicly that we give to like artists when they need to call and that way in case, heaven forbid, you know, like our lines are clogged or whatever, they can they can reach. And we know like when this line rings, it's somebody from Nashville, we need to, we need to answer that as soon as possible. So the hotline rings and it was, it was we were purposely not made aware of it because they wanted our natural reaction. And so I was like, oh, the hotline's ringing. I answer Q104. He says, hey, this is Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm a week into the show. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? But no, he had called me. If you guys, if you remember in 2017 is when he came back to Kansas City, the then Sprint Center. I think he did like seven shows or something like that. He I was went calling, to one of those. Yeah, he was calling to announce that. So he oh. called all the radio stations, but there's. Lot of it. I'm a weekend. All right, I think I'm finally figuring these buttons out. Uh, all right, what's coming up next? Hello, this is Garth Brooks. What the French toast? What? That was wild. That's I'll never so forget exciting, that moment. That's so exciting, though. I love a surprise like that. But I didn't have time to be nervous. Yeah, right. The but first that's, time. that's a better interview, though, because I feel like it's just natural, off-the-cuff questions. That being said, I was given a one-day notice that Kenny Chesney was calling the next day. Well, and he's your favorite, so I feel like you really get down on that. I told Kenny, this is what I told Kenny. I said, I want to thank you. I said, this has nothing to do with the interview, but I want to thank you because, like, when I was in my early 20s, I loved going out and karaoke And Kenny Chesney karaoke, I was decent enough at it, especially after the, you know, everyone else drank enough to where I sounded decent. And I got so many phone numbers from singing Kenny Chesney songs and girls would come to me afterwards and oh my god that was so good I'm like girl what's up right. like, hey, just you. Kenny helped me get so many girlfriends thank you Kenny Chesney I appreciate it was he like you're welcome he did no, he, well he, you know what because he's like a forever bachelor right? right so he was he laughed and he was like that's awesome dude like I think he really enjoyed that story. That's so good. So what was this, you like your favorite Kenny Chesney song to sing or the one that got the most attention? Look, there was a strategy. <laughs> All right. Because there, there, that step, the thing is you got to start fast and slow, right? So I would start out first first one of the night, a little beer in Mexico, right? A little, little, little no shoes, no shirt, no problem. But you would always end the night with anything but mine. In the morning I'm leaving, making oh. my way back. And because that last lyric is... I don't see how you could ever be anything like and make eye contact with a girl oh, sure. that you would there like you to go. go home with that night and then yeah. Oh boy. He had a whole strategy. Yeah. Like this he is really what did. I and he I, I just fell I fell into it and it worked. It was crazy. God bless you for Shout it. Out to me. I know, go you. Great job. Go me. You. So anybody listening can do the Mike Keller like little <laughs> start breakdown. start up beating fun and ends. Start up beating fun and end with the love song whilst making eye contact to the person that you would like to potentially end the night with. 
Uh, I would say the person I got most nervous to interview was Gwen Stefani. And here's really why. First of all, I've just I had always enjoyed her music. I loved No Doubt. I liked her clothing, her makeup line, all the things. You know what I mean? Like I, I've just always enjoyed all the things. Well, this was like right when she started, there were rumors that she and Blake Shelton were a thing. And so we were told you know, ask anything. You had like 10 minutes to talk to her, some crazy amount of time, which, you know, Mike, that's a long time for an interview. Usually you just get like two, three minutes. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be best friends with Gwen Stefani by the time this interview is over because we're going to talk about all the things. No doubt about it. Right? And so (laughs) I um, remember I had this whole kind of list of questions prepared and kind of where I wanted to go with it. But again, remember, I'm not allowed to ask about Blake or anything like that. Well, I think she was so nervous doing these radio interviews that people were going to ask about that. She just took over. I think I asked one or two questions. Not even two questions. I just She just kept talking. She just talked. And I sat there and I just listened and I was just kind of geeking out that I was on the phone with Gwen Stefani. Yeah. But then do you want to know the most tragic part of all? I recorded it into this little system that we have called the Vox Pro. And the machine, because imagine something not working here at the radio station. The machine blipped out. Mm. I lost the entire interview. Lost it. To be honest with you, wasn't the best interview in the world just because it, I didn't even have a chance to ask a lot of questions. I mean, she just kind of rambled. I'm not even sure what she talked about, but it was I could just tell she didn't want to talk about Blake Shelton, so she was like, I'm just going to keep talking. So, She's yeah. the reason why I knew how to spell bananas. Like growing up, I would sing that song, and then like, you know, when they're like, like in your kindergarten or like uh-huh. wherever it was, like they like, oh, how to spell this word. I'm like, and I would sing that this song. Shit is yeah. bananas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Were, were you ever in class and the teacher caught you saying the word shit though? <laughs> Probably. And then if I you're a teacher, so. you can't discipline her for that because mm. she's just trying to spell bananas. Yeah. There's great. a lot of A's in it, in it. Yeah, all That's that. Fun. Too much. All right. The next question comes from Caitlin. What's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at? I will start with that, and I'm going to tell you that words matter, because I really, truly know, after doing this job for as long as I have, that what you say, people are listening, people hear you, words matter. I think about, I've shared the story a lot of times on the air, I don't know why I keep sharing this story about how I had a teacher one time that told me I was dumb in front of the entire class, so I knew knew words mattered, but I didn't really realize the power of it until I started doing this job, um, because... I have openly shared about a lot of personal and kind of uncomfortable topics in my life and mental health being one of those things. And even sharing about that, I can't tell you how many people have reached out or I've been able to communicate with that have said, you know, was feeling very isolated and, you know, very alone with with my struggles and you made me feel like someone understands. So just the power of words and authenticity and just like by being yourself and just sharing what you know and sharing your heart, you... All of us affect people around us. So I would say that's for me, has been the biggest. I'm afraid I'm going to branch off on that and not answer the original question. So just to make sure, could you please repeat the original question so I can answer it properly? What's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at yep. some point in their life? Okay. Uh, it, I'm going to give you two because you asked for one, but I'm a jerk. So I'm going to give you two. Um, number one is there is a reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. You should listen more than you talk. Also, what I've learned recently, actually just just since we've started this show, Jen, is that I know from this show that there are everyone in the world as divided as this world is, I promise you we all have so much more in common than, than than we do difference and 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 I know that it's the differences that make the headlines and if it bleeds it leads and I respect having to get clicks on your crappy little websites, but we all have a lot in common. This show 
First of all, it's a country station in the Midwest. So, of course, we have plenty of conservative Republicans who are going to listen to this show. But we have liberals and Democrats listening to this show. We have gay, straight. Every We've gotten compliments from every corner of whatever group you want to put anybody in who seems to enjoy the show. And we've had people from every corner who hate this show. And it's like... But it's all good. Like, so just know that I promise even if somebody disagrees with you politically or you love or hate Pride Month going on right now, like that you, you may ha- disagree on that, but you find somebody who you disagree with on that. And I promise you have a lot in common as well. Yeah. Ooh, who I'm inspired right now. <laughs> Fired no, up. But it is funny how you wouldn't think just getting on the air and talking silly every day about whatever. You wouldn't think that you'd take away. But I, I do take away a lot from realizing and recognizing the power of words and um I, I think just knowing like my biggest thing is just like we're we are all in this together whether whether we want to be or not you know what I mean this this takes everybody to make the world go around so again kindness and just that's it next they're they're not these interns aren't organized right now they don't know who's asking I am never questions. organized golly so goodness gracious just saying all right Mike this one's for you This year, you celebrated your first Father's Day. What is it like being a first-time dad? And what is some advice you would give to expecting or new fathers? It is freaking exhausting. There is no sleep. And that goes for mothers and dads. But I'll say this about dads. I wish somebody would have told me this, but I was actually told by a dad the reason dads don't tell other dads this is because there's nothing you can do about it and you don't want to give like a negative vibe. But the first six months for a dad suck there's there's not a lot of good there is not a lot of good i mean because you it's 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 and and moms deal with this too but like with dads especially if you're breastfeeding as a mom there's no the best thing you can do is be there for mom more than baby because mom just has to do the heavy work and then like I try to, even to this day, I try to do all like the running wreck. I will go get the bottle and prepare it just so Katie can, because she's the nurturer. I'm not a nurturer. I do, I do my best, but like she's the nurturer. So like you calm her and I will go run and get whatever needs to be done. But dads just know that that first, potentially up to six months is, there, there's, there's, there's not a lot of fun milestones. It's just a lot of keeping her alive. And that's, a, <laughs> but once you get now, man, now she's nine months old now, and now she looks at you and she smiles. Oh, when she looks at you and she smiles, or when you like, I do this thing, and and my wife hates this, and daycare hates this, but like her and I have our own language, because, <laughs> <clears throat> but unfortunately, it sounds like she's choking or gasping. <laughs> but what she does is she does this inhale, like okay, so you can go uh, right like that. So like some people can't do that when they try to, they cough, right? But I just, I, she started doing that one day. She's like, uh, and so I just did it back to her. I went, and then she howled laughing. And so now we, now we just do that back and forth to each other. But like my wife hates when she makes that noise because it sounds like she's gasping and choking and dying. And she's not. We're just making funny noises. Apparently she does this to daycare too. And it freaks out the daycare staff. She did it. Because well, I watched crawling. her Sunday and she did it. But yeah. I remember you doing it on the phone with her. It's the only reason I didn't freak out. Because it does sound like she's choking. She'll just, and she, and she likes doing it. It's like she thinks it's funny. Yeah. So she'll just be in the middle of that. She'll be in the middle of eating a Cheerio. She'll eat a Cheerio. Oh, You're not sure if she swallows it. And she'll go, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh hysterically when she can it's actually... It's a funny little game they play called Is yeah. She Dying? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm a great dad. Good no, for you. So. I love that. No, that's my advice, is that just prepare for yourself. That The first six months, are, are the milestones kind of stink. But then once you get through that, and man, when she starts to get just a little bit of personality. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh, she's alive. 
throwing this one to Jenny. Okay. Since you like crime shows, oh, if yes, you girl. were a detective, how would you go about solving a crime? What are your first steps, first Stop. This is like a podcast. We don't have all day, girls. It's like dirt, keep it in your pants, Jenny. This is like a dirty question to her. Let me tell you, I watch so much court TV. I watch so much true crime that I honestly, first of all, I'm just going to tell you, if you're thinking about committing a crime, don't do it. Because, well, here's why. Because right now, almost wrong? every trial I watch, almost every crime show I watch, this is how they got busted. Uh, your phone. Because everything, and just because you delete it off your phone, oh, it still exists. So oh, yeah. all of, I'm fascinated by the forensics of um, there's a there's a name for that whole for technology like forensics mm-hmm. I can't remember what the name of it but that that is for one I would so I would absolutely go to the phone first and try. did you know that your car has sort of a black box in it that can mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. track where you've been so if even if you I'm gonna leave my phone at home and I'm just gonna take my car to commit this crime well they can Wrong. look up and see yeah <laughs> I'm telling you and with my car does my car's very well, yeah, okay, so true. Yeah, if you want, you'd have to get a very old car, you know, one that didn't have all that technology in order to commit the crimes. But um, no, and just with DNA and everything, I mean, I would, those oh. are the three things first. Just that's Boom. it. You got to go for all those because it's so, uh, these criminals are just so stupid. You just can't kill people anymore. You just can't. <laughs> Not like you used what a to. What shame. <laughs> No, I love you. Like there are some plan. people who the world will be better off if maybe they were gone. I'm sorry, that was so mean. Maybe. No, it's mean, but I, you know, I like to be positive, Patty. But I will tell you, you're right. Like there, I've watched some true crime cases. There was there's a cold case that just got solved. This this guy just looked like a creeper, but totally was. Like this is awful. But he he raped and killed these two people, a babysitter and this little girl. When it, this was like it happened in the 80s, but with DNA and advancements and everything, they were able to get him. He's now going yeah. to death row. And that I guy needs he, to die. He needs to die right like that's there's just you there's no redemption that's sad i could spend all day talking about true crime but i do think that that there are definitely people like those are the people that need to be either death row or just put in prison for life but i do think that there are people that are in prison for okay they needed to do a little time they needed to you know pay their debt to society but i i don't i think that there should be um there's more reform i think there's more there are people that could be out doing something in the world that's it. We, I got to stop on that because I could talk about. <laughs> Cut her off. I know that could go on for a long time. What are some hopes and goals for the future of the morning drive in Q one hundred and four as a whole? My goodness gracious! What a Miss America question. I've never really thought about our long term future. I just always assume it's going to be there. <laughs> Same. I don't really have goal. Like I just, just, just don't get fired. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, I, I think just keep doing what we're doing, and I. Um, because I really, really love our show, and I love where it's going. So I hope it just continues to go. I'm going to be a little hypocritical of myself when I say this. One of my critiques of of Kansas City, and it's and this is something that only I think of because I'm it's it's my job. But one of my critiques about the radio and this is there's a lot of there's a lot of people who've been doing it a long time, and while that's great, I think it's also bad. I think you need to progress. I think you need to move forward. I think new, fresh voices and ideas need to be heard. And when you're, and that's what I really like about. I, I feel like our show. And again, if if you think I'm arrogant for this, that's fine. But I think it was a nice breath of fresh air to finally get a new morning show in Kansas City that hasn't been around for decades. 
Um, that being said, I find myself going, oh, well, I hope we're around for decades. <laughs> like, you know? No, I get it. And I get why people come but, here and stay. Do you guys have to know, though, this is an unusual radio market. Usually radio, it's like people move and go. They're never in one place for very long. I mean, this market is unusual in that way. People and, like it and they and, stay. And, and all the DJs in this market have worked for like multiple companies or multiple radio. You and I are one of the few who haven't worked for multiple companies. Well, and I'll be honest with you, that was like when I went from mix to Q, it was a big factor in my decision making on that was, okay, hold on a minute. Like what if this doesn't work out and then am I gonna have to hop to another station? I mean, I what I had going on mix was solid and it was long-term and I had been there and you know, I don't wanna be a person that hops around and that's fine. It's some people that really works for them, but I didn't want, I don't wanna be that way. So. Like we're on the podcast, so we can talk about anything. We can bring up our yeah, direct competition. Yeah. Literally everyone at the Wolf used to work here at Q104. Yeah, I mean, every just, single person really, there. That's just Kansas City Radio. I mean, mostly everybody has been. But I kind of, and, and I'm not being mean to anybody. I, I, it doesn't bother me that anyone hears this. I don't think I'm being mean, but I think there's something about finding new talent and finding mm-hmm. fresh talent and bringing them up. That's what. That's one of my favorite things about Q104 is that it's it's it's. Like Q104 gives opportunities to people, people like me, who I worked in small town. I worked in Peru, Illinois, and I worked in Columbia, and it was Q104. No one else in this market would have ever even given me a chance. Well, he works in Columbia, well, so he'll never get the shot. Lydia and, Taylor, who you know has definitely been in front of a microphone before, but not radio, and it is different. Uh-huh. And we gave her, no, we Todd gave her a chance, and um, and I'm grateful he did. Does she know all the ins and outs and all the? You know, stereotypical technical technical radio things. No, but I think that's that's a good thing. I think that's what I love about her so much. She's just herself, and she's doing her thing. I think she's killing it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Maybe one more. I have to go. I have a thing after this. I have to go deliver something to a client, and I didn't take a shower. And you know what? Hey, do you want to? And we're like forty-five minutes deep. But how many more? Do you guys have like a a few more questions? Like a lot more? Yeah. We can do this can, again next week. Do you want to come back yeah. like next week? Yeah. Month? Okay, cool. So, okay, well, so okay. one more this I was week. Like, yeah. Pick, oh, pick a good one to wrap us up on, and okay. then we'll come back and we'll do this again next week as well. This is fun. I'm enjoying so, the hell out of this. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is my, uh, I call her Nani. This is my grandma's my favorite song. So we jo- uh, the other day we joked about a Luke, Luke Holmes song. So, if you weren't doing this, would you still be doing? <laughs> hey, not gonna lie, Hang behind on. the scenes, we so we laugh at the if you weren't doing song. this, then would you still be doing this or something else? And the answer is something else because you can't. If I weren't doing this, I still be doing. We do. If you love that song from Luke Combs, it's great. I had we to bring it up. Laugh at that song because we think it's a silly. And I get what he's saying, but, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> Uh, the answer so is no. S- this is one of the more common questions we get, though. I would, I would be an airline pilot. I would, I would fly planes because I think that's really cool. I would definitely do something in crim- true crime, you know, <laughs> court TV, criminal justice. I have no idea. Something along those lines. You'd be the in the courtroom. I'd be drawn. Well, no. You know what I really want to do is be the court reporter because she just gets to sit there, type it all out, and listen to all the juice. Like, I'm here for that. You know what TV? I've been watching Manifest. I don't know if you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard of it, but I and haven't then, watched it. And well, then you just said the airline pilot, and then you like true crime. So like one of the girls that was a passenger that came back after like seven years of mm-hmm. it disappearing, and I was like a pilot and all that. Well, she's a detective. Uh, no way. So like they get like these things called callings, like you know these like little visions and everything, and she's a detective, so she has to like 
go find and like help people and all that. Mm-hmm. So what I think is that? I think, it's called Manifest. Yeah. Manifesting Earth. Yeah. That, show, that show was on NBC before they moved it to Netflix, but NBC yeah. canceled it and it was a great show. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and shame on me because I never picked it up again on Netflix and I'd like to watch the end of it. But um, that show, I mean, that show was that show was so good. And then NBC, they always just waited too long to give us new episodes. And then by the time they finally did, it would be bad. And the NBC was like, oh, well, I guess this ring, we're going to cancel this show. And I'm like, NBC, you bunch of buttheads. <laughs> but do you want to know the truth, just to wrap up this episode about it? Is mm-hmm. the, the, the truth is, I was unsettled, I was unfulfilled, and I knew there was something else in my career. This is it. I'm telling you, I'm never say never, I guess, but like if you quit, or if you move, or if they fire you, or whatever, I, I think I'm done. Because the truth is, like this is all I want to do. I don't want to do my own show again. I've done that. I don't want another co-host, co-host. I don't really like anybody else. I really just, I truly like we. What we have is so special. I treasure it, and I. And to me, this is it. This is it. So well, I don't know. I probably will. I really, realistically, would not be in radio anymore, and I would probably. Oh, it'll never get better than this. The first time we went, the the. Okay, frequent listeners of the podcast are going to roll their eyes at this because they've heard the five-hour dinner story. Yeah, the five-hour dinner story. Know it though. When we first met, when they first suggested, because um, uh, I was doing mornings on Q, I had two former co-hosts who quit within a week of each other without telling me, and then um, I was on my own for like a month. And, and they were and backing up. We would only ever see each other in the hallway, like in passing. Hey, how you doing? Like, you know, when you That's pass somebody it. you don't know like in the hallway. Like, I would be coming yeah. in for my shift, and he was leaving from his. So we, like, that is the, yeah. the conversation we have like had. Like, I knew who I, you were. Yeah, I knew who you were. But, but it was like, hey, how are you? Morning, Jenny. That, literally, that's right it. Now. Right, that was it. <laughs> and then it's the idea is floated. Well, how would you feel about Jenny Matthews from Mix coming over to host with you on Q? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about her. And um, only thing I knew about you was from your Instagram. Have you seen Jenny's Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No, it's not. It's all this no, this beautiful not. family with their beautiful dogs, and I'm like, I genuinely, I was like, I was like, my false judgment of you was mm-hmm. like, this looks like, like, does she even cuss? Like, if I <laughs> does say, she even cuss? like, if I say shit, is she gonna look at me and say, um, excuse me, I have two children. Please don't say this in language. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, well, let's let's you know, let's meet, right? Let's let's sit they down, said, and have let's a meeting. Have a di- let's you you guys go with your spouses. The four of you go out, well, have a dinner, and see see if there's even anything there. Even before that, yeah. remember we met in that conference room I up front. I remember that because we had this meeting with Todd and you and me in this conference room, and that meeting was supposed to go 30 minutes. It went two. Yeah. And I stopped it, and I said, "This is stupid. Do you want to go get dinner? Yes. You want to get your husband? I'm going to get my wife. Let's pick a restaurant. Let's go have dinner." And you were like. Yup, and that was clue one right there. Yeah, and we immediately got the hell out of there. We don't want a stupid meeting. Like, get out of here. It's dumb. So we go sit down. We all order a round of beers. You say shit five minutes into the meeting. I'm like, she cusses. <laughs> yeah, yes. And we go to this dinner. It was supposed to be. I mean, what we're probably the plan was to be there for an hour. I would have thought, you know, have a drink, have a, have some dinner, get out. We were there for five hours. We shut down the place, mm-hmm. which was hysterical. And I don't know about you, but I left. My husband and I are walking out to the car, and I was like, this is it. Is it? Well, because you it. know what I did. I immediately called Todd, our boss, who was the ultimate decision maker. It was midnight. I had to wake up four hours for the next show. And I called him, and I said, if you don't bring her on, I'm quitting. That's how, <laughs> like, that's how well this dinner went. And if you don't bring her on... I'm out of here, dude. Like, I'll, I'll go find... And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it and out. And see, now the ultimatum, if you fire him, I'm out. <laughs> well, I think, so too, like, everyone, like, like even my friends I brought to Hot Country Nights, and they saw, like, Mike, or they saw you, and they're like, oh, like, where's Jenny? Or, like, where's Mike? So I feel like 
you know, with, yeah, it's like, you know, you guys are just one. Like, it'd just be weird if it was just Jenny or if it was just Mike. I'm not into it. I hate when one of us is on vacation and we have to do the show. I mean, Todd usually comes in and does the show with me, and I love Todd to pieces. And it's great. It's fine. But it's not, it's it's just not Mm -hmm. us. You guys are twin flames. Lydia Mm -hmm. will fill in for you. Thank God when she does that. And then I'll have my wife Katie come in sometimes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm like, yeah, we we really, it's it's a miracle. But it really is. Well, I could go. I mean, I could run. You have to go. All that, We're gonna bring it back next no, week. No, I have to go. We'll talk more next week. But I do. But just on that note too, I really do believe. I believe as a Christian that it's God's truly. God has a plan, and I truly believe He He had worked it all together, like to where this is exactly. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Nothing has felt more pure or authentic, you know, in my life. So. And occasionally, things have never felt more awkward. Totally. Like when we ex- when when you were on morphine and you wanted to hold hands. <laughs> That happened. We'll share that next week.